Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hey, Michael. Hey. <laughs> we are here today on the WAG podcast. We're going to talk about one of my favorite strategies for nutrition and remaining disciplined and achieving your goals, and that's the a strategy for getting through really difficult situations like travel or eating out at restaurants or going to a party or a wedding or, you know, a staff party or a holiday event, anything like that. Uh, what we're going to talk about today is a something that I use with all of our clients that work in Against Gravity that is the one thing that I've seen be the most successful and help people finish those events feeling proud of themselves versus the usual bloat or guilt or shame mm-hmm. that you feel after you've been to one of those things. Mm-hmm. So pay attention if you struggle with staying disciplined with your fitness and nutrition in those events. Adi's going to share a couple stories of working with one, Brooke Wells, and also Sammy mm-hmm. Moniz from Feeding the Frasers, and how they have used this strategy to stay successful on their nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really massive insight or lesson because these types of events are always going to be in our life. And there's always another one kind of on the horizon. And if we don't learn how to navigate them, then either we're always going to struggle maintaining our progress, we're going to struggle getting there in the first place. And if we don't, if we don't learn this skill, or this mindset shift, it also makes it so that um, sometimes we dread these types of events, because we don't want to fall off of our plan. Uh, So this can really help you to enjoy those experiences that are supposed to be really special. Yeah. First, let me tell you my own story of a way that or our story. Not a, to do it. A way not a, to do it. A way it. not to do it. And you could probably relate to this. So I am from Toronto, Canada. I'm a Jewish, from a Jewish family. And I get to the good fortune of experiencing the Christmas holidays with Michael's family and in Louisiana. And if anyone listening is from Louisiana, you know what the holidays are like for this group of people. There's just tons of temptations all over the place. There's Your family is probably 300 people deep, and there's just so many people to see, so much to do, and you just you're, it's so important to you to be there and be present and spend time with these people, which is so beautiful. And when I first started dating Michael and we would go home for the holidays. We'd probably go for like a week, Mm -hmm. right? And this was our plan. We would say, okay, we're doing so good right now with our food and our fitness. We're just going to like keep up our routines. We're going to make sure we eat healthy. We're going to make good choices and we're going to work out as much as we can. And that would be our plan. And then we would go and Immediately, we'd realize we'd realize there was a dinner we didn't know about, or a brunch we didn't know about, or um, we were heading to somebody else's house, or somebody didn't have a car, or some things would get in our way, and we would also be so tempted by the food that was at these events, and a mixture of discomfort and being in a new environment and not having any 
real definition or like specifics of what we were going to do in this new scenario. My recollection is that we didn't have a plan at all, especially the first couple trips. We had no plan. Yeah, we just said we were going to make, we were just going to. So the assumption is like, okay, we'll just continue doing what we're doing at home. Yeah. But I think that we, we had talked about like going to the gym, like going to Red Stick and that kind of thing. Agree to disagree. Okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) this is the perfect time to do that. (laughs) Well, that's how I recall it. And we ended up, I think, two years in a row. We just totally drank too much alcohol, ate way too much food. It's really delicious food. It's just very dense in calories. And both of us left feeling very full in terms of family, but very guilty and a little bit shameful of the way that we treated our bodies. Full on our bellies too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But not in the good way. And that's just how not to do it. Uh, This is how most people do it. And most people expect that I'm going to go into this new scenario with all these temptations and I'm going to be able to maintain all of the habits that I have. And it's just not a it's not a, it's not the same as being at home. So to expect yourself to be as disciplined and as on top of things as you are when you're at home is a really unrealistic expectation, which we went into the holidays thinking that exactly. Mm-hmm. And it just did not work. And it took us two years to finally be like, okay, we need to do something different. And I know there's so many people on this call that can totally relate to going home for the holidays. And some people, even at this point, they have so little trust that they're going to be able to eat well or exercise or maintain any of their habits that they're just like, screw it. I know I'm going to come back 10 pounds heavier. And I, I know I'm going to feel terrible, but I'm just going to, it's just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And we want to tell you that it just doesn't have to be that way. You can still feel amazing when you come back, and enjoy the holidays as well. So what we're not we're not talking about something that's going to make you miss out on all the amazing parts of the holidays that you love. It's just going to you're just going to miss out on the bad parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so talk about what the different like upgraded way of approaching these events is. And I'm really curious, did you discover this out of making the mistakes yourself or did you learn it somewhere else? I don't know exactly where I got this from. It's possible that I got it from somewhere else, but I don't, I don't remember. I really, I, I'll be honest. I don't remember if this was your idea, please let me know so I can give you the credit for it. But I think I just thought about once we really started diving deeper into how do we be a little bit better than we were last time? It made me think about, okay, what would success look like if I'm coming home from the holidays and we're driving back, usually we drive out to, Le- to Louisiana. And if we're driving back and I look back in retrospect on the event, what would I be proud of? Like, how would I have behaved? And it can't be exactly the way that I was at home because that's just not realistic. So, unless, like, sometimes you have been if you're like preparing for a weightlifting meet. Yeah. For instance. But then I'm also not enjoying the holidays the way that I want right. to. So right. I'm talking about if you want to enjoy the holidays the way that you want to and also be proud of yourself in the way that you've treated your body and eating. When I have a meet, I'm like willing to sacrifice my joy of the holidays because I know that I have a weightlifting meet that mm-hmm. I need to make weight for. So I think that's kind of a different scenario. I'm talking about just the average person that's going to an event or to travel or something like that. Like, let's say use vacation as an example. You're going to an all-inclusive resort. There's so many temptations all over the place. 
I want to be able to enjoy myself. I don't want to have to weigh and measure and track all my food. I want to be able to have some alcoholic beverages with my friends or with my family. And I also want that not to feel like I'm completely off the rails. And I noticed in myself and in the clients that we were working with that then when we didn't have, when we had this expectation that we were going to be exactly the same as we've always been, it was impossible. And then as soon as we would make a mistake or we would eat more than we had said, like that we would at home or do something that was not perfect, that would end up in screw it. I'm on vacation. I might as well just the whole, the whole rest of the vacation Mm -hmm. is over now in terms of that. And I'm letting go of all of it instead of at least maintaining some of it. So then I'm like, what is it that we can be successful with over this period of time so that we don't hit that moment of, man, I'm failing or I'm not taking care of myself and avoiding that feeling of screw it. I'm just going to do whatever the hell it is Mm -hmm. that right now I want to do. Yeah. There were so many times that I'm recalling where we would, we would go into it. We're crushing it for anywhere between 12 and like 48 hours. And then there's just one meal that (laughs) throws us off and then it's, we're off to the races. Yeah. But like finding one or two things, usually one thing that we know we can be consistent with, it it's helped us prevent that feeling from ever coming up because we're continuing to have some level of momentum. Mm-hmm. And I call this defining success ahead of time. So success at home is different than success in these experiences. And if you can define what what does success look like? So I'm going home for the holidays with you. What does success for us look like? So after those two years of just completely, I I think one year I gained like seven pounds, like it was so Hmm. terrible. And we go back and this time I was like, okay, what would success look like when we're done? How would we feel happy about ourselves? And what is it that we can realistically get done? And we decided that we were going to move for 30 minutes every single day. We weren't even going to focus on food. Food is much more difficult. We're not preparing any of the food other than breakfast. So I think we did decide we're going to make breakfast, our own breakfast, Mm -hmm. and we're going to move for 30 minutes every single day. And that means that anything outside of that definition of success does not make us a failure. So if we had cookies or if we had cake or if we had... Crawfish etouffee. What's it called? (laughs) Um, Like the stuffing, but it's not not stuffing. It's like like rice. Uh, Stuffing is like bread. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> What's I forget. it called? I forget. Yeah, so rice dressing. Rice dressing. <laughs> that shit's so good. So, like, if we had any of those things, it didn't make us a failure because what we defined as what would be successful is if we moved thirty minutes every day and we ate and we made our own breakfast and we did that and just doing that actually helped us both make better choices in every other meal that was completely outside of our control because we didn't hit that feeling of. I'm now not chasing my goals or I'm not being I'm not being good, right? And I'm using air quotations with the good. I'm not being good, so therefore screw it. I just might as well do whatever mm-hmm. whatever I desire in this moment. Mm-hmm. Tell the Brookwell story. This I love using the Brookwell story because she's an longtime elite athlete and you would think that somebody like her might not need to define success ahead of time. And it might be super easy for her to be disciplined and diligent all of the time. But she goes home for the holidays with her family and has the exact same types of issues that we all have. So what we did was 
instead of she's going to move, that's like already going to happen. She's still training for the games. She's that's, we don't even have to really put much attention on there, but in terms of her nutrition, she also just wants to enjoy the holidays with her family. There's, you know, there's dishes that she doesn't get the rest of the year. There's all of these different things. And I didn't want to take that away from her. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like like little things like it's so important to some moms or parents that they see their kids enjoying the food that they cooked for them. That's like that's been a part of their relationship their entire life. And so it's it can't it can be really a special way to connect. Yes. And there's joy that's associated with that mm-hmm. and memories and things that I feel are really important. So how do we still be able to participate in those things while also maintaining success and habits. So we just chose one thing. And that one thing was, can you figure out for the next week, which meals are being cooked for you and which meals you can cook for yourself? And so for her, she, there was a bunch of meals that she knew that it was be totally cool and normal that she could just make those meals for herself. And she didn't have to be eating food that was made for her by some other family member or that was going to be denser in calories or much more tempting. So we had laid those all out and she made her meals for all of those meals and it automatically made her more successful in the other meals. And we didn't put any rules around what to eat at the holiday meals or how much to eat or how many drinks to have or what it was. It just automatically changes your mindset towards it because you're already feeling successful. Mm -hmm. So you just... The momentum is going in a positive direction versus a negative direction. So we just chose for her. That was a really easy thing to choose. She made those meals for herself and ended up being the most successful holidays that she ever had. I I know I do this in a, I put this in a webinar and I have like a quote from her in the check-in of being like, wow, like I was able to actually enjoy my time with my family and I'm not coming back five pounds, 10 mm-hmm. pounds heavier and feeling so bloated and guilty for all of the things that I ate. There is a balance and I want to really stress that you can enjoy your holidays and also not feel terrible at the end of it because you've just overeaten and feel like you've mistreated yourself while also not disrespecting your family. Mm. You know, there's just, there is a balance between it all. And it's, it's kind of clunky at first to figure out what it is for you, but it's worth trying to strive for it. So in order to do this for yourself, imagine you are driving back from this event or driving back from a family vacation and ask yourself, what would success look like? And, and really be realistic. You've likely, if, you know, if you're visiting family for the holidays, you've probably done this a, a hundred times and you know what the temptations are going to be. You know what your uh, behavior is typically like. And so you know what is realistic. And just ask yourself, what's one thing, maybe two things that I could stick to every day or the entire time? Uh, so we, the thing that worked for us, I think you mentioned it, is we just focused on moving every single day when we're away, when we're visiting either one of our families, when we're traveling. We found that if we move every single day, it makes us feel like we're being consistent with our plan, consistent with our goal. So even if we have one bad meal, the next one, we're working out that morning and we feel like we're right back on track. She just gave you another example of figuring out what meals you're in control of and really dialing those in. What are some other ones that people could try and experiment with? Well, before I say that, I also want to say this can be done in not just, you know, a big event like a vacation or travel, you can do this in many, many different opportunities. So 
I mean, you went last week to your men's group and you were going to your friend's house for, and they were barbecuing for you. And remember right before you left, I said, Hey, what would success look like when you're, when you're coming home from this meal? And you took a second and you're like, it would look like taking only one serving of food. And was there anything else? I think that was it. Yeah. It was just taking one serving of food and eating slowly or something like mm-hmm. that. And you can do that in any moment in your life, like this meal, what would a successful meal look like? Going to the restaurant or going to whatever it is that you're doing, we incorporate this in a lot of different areas of our life, not just travel. Mm-hmm. I think I ask you that question a lot probably. Yeah, it's super helpful. <laughs> um, some other things that you can do, you can talk about uh, for every alcoholic beverage I'm going to have, I'm going to have a glass of water. And that can be just... If you're going, you know, out and you're, you don't, you don't want to feel like terrible the next day and also drinking the water is going to make it so that you have less alcoholic beverages because mm-hmm. you have to drink the water. You can also choose having alcohol or dessert instead of That's a having one. both. That's a big one. Um, just because alcohol, I think people forget about the calories that are involved in those drinks. So you choose, I'm going to be drinking alcohol or I'm going to be having dessert. So you choose one or the other. Michael uses this one often of just having one serving of food, so not going for seconds. Um, And that could be one. You could choose having vegetables in your dinner, like maybe one, even just one meal a day. I'm going to have at least half my plate is going to be filled with vegetables. And that can be success. And I think the key here of what you need to do is that you need to have a conversation with yourself and accept that anything outside of this does not make you a failure. It doesn't define success or failure. It's just this one thing. So that's like the most important piece because if you say, okay, I'm just going to have drinks or dessert and then you're like, I didn't work out today. I'm total failure. That's just going against, that wasn't part of what we defined as being successful. So it's just really important that we stick to picking something that is really going to make you feel successful at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's finish with the Sammy story. Yeah. So I work with Sammy and she's awesome. And when we started working together, that girl traveled, I think over 50% of every month. So she's on the road, sometimes in Europe, sometimes in South America or just all sorts of different places where she either, she's either traveling with Matt or she's traveling for her own stuff. And there's just so many opportunities to just be like, I'm exhausted. And she cooks also for a living, right? So she does feeding the Frasers. She's constantly making meals. This is a mega opportunity to be like snacking all day or just feel tired and not want to cook for yourself when you're, that's your job. You just, sometimes it's just exhausting. And we just would talk a lot about what does success look like when you're coming back from these travel? Cause it would often be like, okay, I'm at the airport and she'd end up getting a bunch of snacks at the airport instead of having food and eating something that made her feel better. Um, and so I think what we decided was we focused on having 10 minutes of alone time when she was traveling, which can, for someone like her, who's constantly helping others and supporting others and being, she's very nurturing, not having that own space, it's, it immediately makes you take care of yourself a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And so it was really just start your day with 10 minutes of alone time. That could be reading. It could be meditation. It could be anything. And we scheduled workouts in ahead of time. So we put the workouts on the schedule just because she's around people who are fitnessing all the time. Doesn't make it easy for her to get her fitness in, especially Mm -hmm. at that time. And, um, 
then when it came to food, we, I think we used the, the like one serving method, but I don't even think we put too many stipulations on that. It was schedule in your workouts and get 10 minutes of alone time every single day. And those two things alone, when she came back, we're like, I did those things every single day. And that's, you know, that's made me successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think when she looked back on it, she enjoyed her time so much more. Yeah, absolutely, because you're not feeling guilty. You're not – sometimes we're eating something we don't want to be eating, and we're feeling guilty while we're eating it, and we're not stopping. Mm-hmm. We're just like, I'm going to keep doing it anyways. And it's just a terrible way to go about it, and there's better options out there. Mm-hmm. All right. So I hope this was helpful, guys. Get out there to find success ahead of time, and good luck. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.